Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle Podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless. Brother Philip wants all the preachers to stand and testify for five minutes. No, he didn't say that. I said that part, but... All the preachers stand right here in the building. Stand and stay standing. I want you to, I want you to look here. Look, look, look. Look at this. Hey, they're not all up yet. Look, look over here. Look over there. Look at this. My, my, my. I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's like old times. Amen. God bless you. God bless you for coming. I I want to I want to preach to us a few minutes and and, and work toward an altar. Uh, really, if, if if I was Joey Height, y'all remember him? I mean, he started it with an altar call, and it lasted about an hour. Amen. He, I preach with him a lot, and and they would ask me, and I under get this, they would ask me and him together in the same meeting. Think of that, and they would ask me to do the day. And he wanted to do the day. And so he would bicker and bargain and argue. And he'd kept on till, you know, he said, he said I'm going to talk to him. Let me do the day. And you do the night. And I said, Brother Joey, I, you do better at the altar. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you'll let me do the days, I'll make your altar call. <laughs> <laughs> and I found out they switched us that next year. And I found out why. He wanted to do the days because he got to leave early. And he waved at me out of that yellow Mustang as he pulled out. I had to make my own altar call. Amen. I don't know how to do it. I usually preach what I can remember about my message. And then I'm done. I'm washed out. Don't know what else to say. My altar calls are so eloquent, it's kind of like if you want it, come and get it. That don't work. But I'd like to have an altar tonight, and uh, I'm going to preach a few minutes. Brother Philip, I'll go ahead and apologize for my preaching. I, Brother Ralph Cox used to tell me not to. He'd say, they'll figure out how bad it is. You don't have to tell them. <laughs> he was a great encouragement to us all, wasn't he? Huh? He was, really, wasn't he? Yes, he was. I want to. I want to turn. I want you to turn with me to to uh, Matthew twenty four. You know you don't want to preach anything kind of controversial at a camp meeting. You know, so I thought I'd preach on the coming of the Lord. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh Lord, how many's looking forward to His coming? I love this chapter. Matthew 24. Now, look, I, y'all can stand. I, I, I don't mind you standing, but I won't preach this whole chapter if you're, if you're you know, and a few others. Uh, but uh, let me see. If y'all going to stand, I'm going to have to pick me out one little short verse here. Yeah, let's see. Let me, let me pick out a little short verse. Now, now I'm going to listen to me. Don't lose me. I'm going to preach an aspect that about the coming of the Lord tonight. I want to preach on the coming of the Lord. 
And I'm going to preach an aspect of it that I felt God really touched me about. And I'm going to read it right here. It says, therefore, red letter, you see it? Verse 44. Everybody with me? Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Be ye also ready. I want you to quote it with me. You know it, don't you? Are you ready? Be ye also ready. Lift your hands and ask God to help me preach on this. Amen. I uh, I want to purposely preach brief tonight, but I want to I want to lay out my thought to get you in my thought pattern here tonight. Now I think. I wanted to take this, and I've, I've dealt, I've, I've studied this and read this and loved on this, Matthew 24, for about a month. And I'm telling you, it is precious. Amen. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. And, and uh, I, uh, when I think about the, the setting of this chapter, this is really the 24th chapter and the 25th chapter is probably the last discourse of Jesus' life to his disciples. This is the, I don't know, but please don't hold me to my, my uh, uh, technical parts of this. I don't mind you correcting me later if you can catch me. But I... I think somewhere in the middle of his last week on earth. He went into the temple, 23rd chapter. He went into the temple, cleansed the temple. He had, he had prayed that, that somber prayer. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How oft are thou killest the prophets. And stonest them which are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together. Like a hen doth her chicks. Under her wings. And ye would not. And then he said this. Behold. Your house is left unto you desolate. Did you hear what he said? Are you with me? He said behold your house is left unto you desolate. Talking about the temple. He was there at the temple. And he said, your house is left desolate. Does anybody know what that means? Does anybody know a synonym for desolate? That beautiful temple that really these Jewish men that he was leading loved. And it was pretty impressive. Anybody ever read about this, this, this Herod temple, I guess, who he'd added on to it? It, it covered 35 acres. It was built out of polished white stone, overlaid with gold. Josephus said, when the sun, now, that, now this is, I read that Josephus said this. 
He said when the sun would shine upon on that city, that temple, that it looked like a mountain of snow. It was so white and bright. Y'all looking at me now. You say, what's this got? Just stay with me a minute here. And he, he said, your house it was left unto you desolate. And he said, the disciples said to him in Matthew 24, they came out to him and they asked a question. Uh, Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him to show him. Now listen to me now. The disciples come to show him the buildings and the temple. Now there was something about the way Jesus' attitude toward this temple that caused them a little, a little question mark in their heart. It almost acted like Jesus was declaring doom on this beautiful temple. Can you say amen? Amen. And so they began to ask him a question. You see all of this, Lord? You, you, you know, you see these beautiful stones? Whew, boy, I, I need to hurry, don't I? Amen. Listen to me now. And he said, uh, uh, see all these buildings of the temple? Jesus interjected this. And he said, say ye not, see ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, that was quite a statement to be said about this magnificent building that was only loved by the, by, by, by the Jewish people, amen, but that had been built in a political maneuver, amen, by Herod himself, amen. And, and this, this is somehow, whoo, are you listening to me? This somehow, this building is going to fall down, be torn down. When, Lord? Take long. He said, they said, Lord, when in the world, amen, when is this going to happen? And, and he, when is this going to happen? And, and, and let me read to it. The question was asked. Are you listening to me? Listen, I got a little thought to preach. It won't take me 20 minutes. Amen. But he said, and, and he began to tell them. And they said, when, uh, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? You say, surely, preacher, you're not taking us through all of that tonight. No, I'm not. My, anybody remember my text? What was my text? Quote it with me. Come on. What did it say? You remember? Be ye, be ye also ready. Amen. Are you with me? Is anybody helping this preacher? Amen. I think we can all agree on this part tonight, can't we? Can we all agree on this right here? And I think, I think sometimes, now I don't mean to get out of the way, but sometimes we spend more time on the theology of his coming and not the readiness of his coming. You say the other's not important. You better believe it's important. Amen. But listen, amen, I don't want to get my theology right and my heart wrong. Somebody say amen. 
So I want to preach to us in this little house tonight. There's some things about the coming of the Lord that you've got to think about and you've got to remember. And one of those things is, amen, that the coming of the Lord is inevitable. If Jesus said he was coming, amen, he's coming. Somebody say amen. I said if Jesus said, amen, I go away to prepare a place for you, I shall what? Are you listening to this? I want to talk. I felt like God wanted me. I wish Brother Lloyd had got here sooner. I'd have tried to talk him into going ahead and starting tonight. But he's here now. Praise God. Amen. But I got to talk to us. Amen. About ready. My title of this message is, is Be Ready or. And I'll finish that in a little bit. When is this going to be, Lord? When? Now, how many knows? Now, if I'm wrong, listen, I don't think it'll take me to hell. But that temple being destroyed has already happened. If you believe that, say amen. It happened in 70 A.D. Those stones, amen, were 20 feet long, 12 feet thick, almost beyond removal. That building overlaid with gold. But according to the historian, the Jewish historian Josephus, every stone was torn down. The melted gold in the cracks was dug out. Amen. There was nothing left. Are you listening to me? Oh, I wish I was a preacher. I'm going to come down here a little closer. He'd make it easy on you to shoot me if you have to shoot me. Amen. But I want to preach to you a little. If Jesus said he was coming, amen, it ain't going to matter what we say. Amen. Are you listening to me? Come on now. I want to tell you the coming of the Lord is inevitable. Amen. There's nothing you can do to change it. Amen. He's coming. Are you listening to me? You're not getting this. I'll be done in about. 8.30. How's that sound? Uh, amen. Listen. Uh, amen. Come on now. Uh, it's inevitable. Uh, I, I know we've been sitting by the bedside of our loved ones. We know it is appointed unto man. So we know this is coming. But I tell you, take a little Holy Ghost filled woman like Sister Wanda. Amen. She may not weigh 80 pounds. We don't know, but we know the signs is, and we all are. Brother Philip has cancer, amen, or he did have before he came tonight. We're not sure now. Are you with me? Amen. But I want to tell you something. I'll tell you something that's as surer than death. Did you hear me? I'll tell you something surer than death. Because there are people that are not going to see death. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Amen. Come on now. You say, what are you talking about? 
just more sure than our 70 years. You know, I'll almost be 70 here. My birthday, 67. It said 70, 80 by reason of strength. And we can mark off the calendar. But I want to tell you something more sure than at 80. Amen. Years. Are you listening to me? And that is that Jesus said, if I go away, I shall doubtless come again and receive you unto myself. Amen. That where I am, there you may be also. Are you listening to me? You say, when is this going to come to pass? Let me tell you, and I won't take time to read all these verses tonight. Amen. But this is what Jesus said. Amen. But the day and the hour, amen, knows no man. Amen. Not the angels in heaven. Amen. Come on now. Amen. Or the Son. Only the Father. That's what Jesus said on the Mount of Olives outside the temple when they wanted to know when. He said there, amen, nobody knows the day. Amen, it's going to be unexpected. Are you listening to me preach? The coming of the Lord is going to be, amen, unexpected. Amen. Oh, come on now. Amen. And if you're not careful, amen, that day will catch you. Amen. Unaware. Like a thief in the night. So we know it's inevitable without warning. Unknown, unexpected. I shouldn't have any argument. I'm not looking for an argument. I'll tell you what I'm looking for. I'm looking for earnest awareness that Jesus could come soon. You say soon? Oh, yes. I don't want to cross. Please help me. Am I doing all right? You, you, you'll forgive me, won't you, Brother Philip? But I'm, but I'm going to tell you the way. When I read the New Testament, I just have to be honest. When I read the New Testament and I read Paul's writing and I, I read James and I read Jesus, amen, come on, I'm not trying to be hateful and I may be wrong. Amen. But it looked to me, Brother Harmon, uh, amen, when I read that, uh, amen, and he told his disciples, uh, amen, here's what the red word said to his disciples. You want to know when he's coming? I don't know when he's coming. So here's my advice to you, and here's my advice to you tonight. Be ye also ready for such an hour as you think not. You say, but I think I know. If you think you know, you're thinking something contrary to what the son of God said but I'll tell you what he said to do amen I'll tell you he didn't say just lay back lay out of church forget the Holy Ghost I'll let you know when my coming is he didn't say that amen 2,000 years ago he said I want you to be ready like that man amen come on now amen like that man who who was guarding amen his house against the thief Hallelujah. Amen. I'll tell you what. Amen. He's coming. There's a couple of things you got to get in the next 15 minutes. He's coming. Inevitable. He's coming. Imminently. 
He's coming unannounced. You understand what I'm saying? Come on now. And he said it like this. Stay with me now. I'm, I got to get into these other stuff. Amen. But listen, you may be out there saying, I hear you preaching. What does it mean to be ready? How many of you believe he's coming? How many believes we must be ready? That's why we're here tonight. I'm not here to wrangle and wrestle you. Oh, over, pre, or post, or mid, or pan, or hope so. I'm here to argue with you about your readiness. I feel the Holy Ghost right here. What does it take to be ready? Amen. Well, this is what Jesus said. Amen. In order to be ready, first off, he said, watch. He said, watch. Amen. And in, and in Mark, somebody read it for me. Brother Steve, turn to Mark 13, the last verse. I got to pass this on. Anybody getting my little sermon yet? Oh, I'm not, I'm not got down to the nitty gritty. Amen. But I want to preach to you. I want everybody in here to realize uh, that you must be ready for his coming. And I want you to have, uh, amen, the feeling, uh, amen, that he could come before morning. Uh, are you listening to me? Uh, oh, you're not getting this. Uh, I want you to be prepared. Uh, amen. Like one man what was a gardener of a rich place his boss man left for months and months with no date when he was coming back and somebody said you worked on this place from sun up amen to sundown amen and he said you're working look at me church he said you're working like he could come back tomorrow he said oh no sir that's not correct I work like he could come back today. Are you listening to me preach? Amen. You say, my theology's different. Amen. But I'll tell you, you still need to be ready. Are you listening to me? Amen. What's that mean? That means a lot. Amen. To be ready. Read that last verse. Real what, loud. And what I say unto you. Jesus talking. I say unto all. What I say unto you. I say unto all. I say unto you in, the, in Jesus' day, 30-some A.D., I say to the first church, amen, I say amen to the Pentecostals, I say unto the Baptists, amen, I say, I say unto all theologians, I say to the homeless, I say to all, what is it? What does he say to all? Say, watch. What, and what I say unto you, I say unto all. I say unto you, watch. Amen. Stay on guard. Brother Johnny, I can't. Amen. When I met you, I was in my early 20s. Amen. I can't ride on that. I got to examine myself every day. Am I still right with God? Because he could come. What does it mean to be ready? Help me, Brother Kevin. Number one, 
to be ready, you must get saved. I did not say go to church. I did not say buy a Bible. Are you listening to me? Huh? Years ago, and maybe some of the children here, we try to take our kids somewhere once a year out of the school. We went down to St. Augustine, Florida. I love that old town. And we went over on A1A. Anybody ever drove A1A along the coast, Atlantic coast? Anybody ever been to Daytona? Forget I ask. We drove down A1A and we stayed there at a little place called Ormond. And we went over, they had souvenir shop. And there was a there was an old guy, raggedy old homeless clothes. You know how you can imagine had had him a sign. And it said, Jesus is coming soon. He was walking back and forth. Oh, you know how kids are. Have y'all had any? Then you know how they are. They're all the same. Uh, not mine. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, what kind of salesman are you? Uh, he had Jesus is coming soon on his sign. And the kids... I don't know, is any of y'all here, Val? Your memory's lagging. I think it was you. One of the girls went over real close and giggled a little bit at him. And he turned around and cursed them. You don't really believe your sign. You say Jesus is coming soon? How many thinks Jesus is coming soon? Huh? I tell you what, if you're cursing, you don't believe the sign. Are you listening to me? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Stay with me now. I got to preach another 10 minutes here. Amen. I'm preaching on be ready for. Huh? What's it take to be ready? It takes being saved. Not any religion. Not this ecumenical, everybody's faith is important and valuable. I'm going to tell you there's only one faith that's not heresy. There's only one name under heaven whereby men must be saved. I said there's only one name. Amen. You want to be ready? You want to be ready for the coming of the Lord? Amen. I want to tell you, if you want to be ready, you got to be born again. Amen. You got to do like God. Jesus told Nicodemus. Amen. You got to be born again. Amen. What do you mean born again? I'm an old man. I can't go in my mother's womb, be born over. Oh, you don't get it. Amen. He was a doctor in the land, a Sanhedrin member. Amen. Didn't know this. Amen. You may not know this. You may Maybe think I'm ready for his coming and you've never been born of the spirit you ain't ready 
Whatever happened, am I doing any good? Can I have five more minutes? Whatever happened to doctrine of repentance? We're in this seeker-friendly age. Brother, Brother Dave, is that, I'm going to tell this, you don't even have to blink. Because I know you, you've been harassed by the legal forces. And I think we're online. You may not, you don't even have to comment. Was that, was that you told me you went into that seeker-friendly church and they asked you if you wanted something to drink when you came in? Huh? I can't believe that's why. You know what this guy said? Yeah, I'll have chocolate milk. <laughs> now that's seeker-friendly right there. Yeah, how long did it take them to go down at 7-Eleven? Took them a while to get, they weren't prepared. Huh? I'm going to tell you, this is not a seeker-friendly church. Amen. We're friendly, but we're gospel friendly. Somebody say amen, because the Lord's coming, and when he comes, uh, I want you to go. Are you listening to me? In order for you to go when he comes, uh, you got to be right with God. you got to be covered in the blood, uh, the blood of his dear son. Are you listening to me? Oh, no, uh, not the Pope. Uh, amen. No, no, uh, not the Eucharist. Uh, no, no. Uh, amen. There's only one. Uh, amen. Come on. Uh, there's only one priest, uh, and he's the highest of high and we've got to be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ for the Lord's coming repentance means to change your ways change your thinking change your direction agree with God confess your sins are you listening to me Brother, how many sins will keep me from going? Amen. When the Lord comes, uh, only one. Are you listening to me? Uh, I wish somebody would say amen. Boy, you're making it tight. Uh, it's not tight. Uh, are you hearing me? Uh, the Lord is coming. Uh, we must get saved. Uh, we must repent. Uh, we must confess. In the in 25th chapter. Matthew, same discourse. Jesus told of five wise and five foolish virgins. The midnight cry, the ones had their lamps, they had no oil with them. You hear me now. They did not take time to stay filled. I do not believe the gospel teaches eternal security. If you got saved when you were four and you're 94, it wouldn't hurt you to examine. Are you listening to me? If you still had oil in your vessel. Are you, you ain't getting this at all. I'm not trying to be hateful here, but I'll tell you holiness is in the Bible. And I'm going to tell you, you say, which church? Which church is the Lord coming after? Amen. He's coming after his bride. And it's a bride. It's his church. Uh, amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. Hear me now. Uh, amen. In order to go. Uh, amen. In the coming of the Lord. Uh, in the catching up. Uh, he's coming back uh, after those uh, who have made themselves right. Uh, amen. Who are holiness. Uh, amen. In the fear of God. Uh, who have been cleansed uh, by the blood you got to get saved 
What else? Is there anything else? Got to get saved. Can somebody say amen to getting saved? Amen. Born again has become just kind of a, just the same. I move on. I got four more minutes. Are you with me? Not only do we have to get saved, we got to get busy. You didn't get this, did you? Somebody say amen over here. You remember, you remember after the virgins, you remember the parable of the talents? Amen. He said the kingdom of God is like a man. Gave talents. I can't remember the numbers. He gave one five and one ten. One one. Is that what it was? Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. And you know the one that didn't get to go at the coming of the Lord? It was the one that didn't do anything with the talent he was given. Are you, are you say, well, I'll just go to church on Sunday, amen, and I'm going to go. If you ain't doing nothing, you ain't going to go. I wish somebody would say amen. Amen. You're, we're not saved by works, but, but we can show that we're born again by the works of our hands for the glorious kingdom of God. I've never seen a sight, amen, where people would rather go anywhere but church. I want to tell you, you'll be glad when the Lord comes that you're sitting in the church house. done. I mean, I can still mess it up. Are you listening to me? Are you ready? Well, I'm ready, but I'll tell you one thing. That hypocrite across the aisle ain't ready, and I know that. And if you want to know why, I can sure tell you. I don't think you're ready. <laughs> what about it? Be you also ready. But if not, now let me give you a little scenario. I don't know how you believe, but, but Jesus said, two in the field. One taken, the other left. Now I know, I know, I, I read commentaries too. It takes a lot of them for me to find somebody that agrees with me. One is taken. Two, two men in the field. Now, you may not believe it like this. Look around, Brother Steve. Does anybody look mad? Nope, look back. Good. Listen. Now, think of this. Two men in church. One is taken. The other left. You say, I, I can't imagine. I'm assuming, you know, husband and wife. Is that right? All right. I was getting ready to get you, buddy. <laughs> One shall be taken. You say, not always. What if we're both? Then hallelujah. One will be taken. Y'all believe that doctrine? Somebody's going to be left behind. Now, I don't know about how you feel about this. You may disagree with me, but I think all the innocent little children are going to go. I think every little innocent child, amen, that's, that's in, before that age of awareness, 
I tell you what, how would you like to be left here? If you're here, sinner friend, amen, and the Lord comes at midnight, are you listening to me? And there's not one little innocent child left in the whole wide world. How does that feel? You ain't getting this at all, are you? Y'all ain't thought through this on this. I'm going to give you a little more time to think. You'll, you'll, have, you'll have four more nights to think, Brother Lloyd, he'll, he'll bless you. I don't have a doubt about it. I've had a doubt about me all week, but not him. But I want to tell you, if the Lord comes, will you be left? You say, I ain't planning on it. Are you ready? Then you need to get ready. Am I right or not? Huh? I don't know. I don't know how many people's in the world. In America, there's about 350,000 people, right? Million, 350 million people. Is that about right? Huh? And and children in the world, young children in the world, in America, 45 million. So out of the 340 million. 40 million of them are going to disappear. You say, well, I don't believe in Tim LaHaye. I'm not talking about Tim LaHaye. I'm talking about Jesus. Hey. Somebody ain't going. Don't let it be you. Don't let it be you. You don't understand how I've been treated at church. Well, you must go to my church. <laughs> I ain't going down there with that bunch of hypocrites. You know what's going to happen to you, sweetheart? If the Lord comes, guess who's going to be with you? All there's going to be is a bunch of hypocrites. Are you hearing me? You can argue about wholeness till you turn blue in the face. Holiness is not, it's not a denomination. It's not an argument. It's not a debate. It's not an option. Amen. Follow peace. Somebody say peace. Follow peace. Say it. Follow peace and, and holiness without which... No man, woman, boy, or girl shall see the Lord. Do you want to see him? How quick is this going to happen, preacher? In the twinkling of an eye. How much is a twinkling? Somebody said it was a blink. I think it's quicker than that. I think it's the speed of light. Because it takes light to make a twinkle. I think, what's, what's the speed of light? Educated crowd. All I know is how quick is that, Brother Webb? I'm going to tell you really quick. Oh, but I tell you what I'm going to do. Am I helping you yet? I tell you what I'm going to do, preacher. When I hear that, when I hear that shout, I I know how to get saved. Brother Robert Deal, you still here?
You remember, what was the old boy's name we talked to that night? And he cried. And he told me when I went back there and tried to get him to pray. You remember his name? Was it? He just cried, and I said, won't you come and pray? And he said, well, I'll tell you what I told Robert. I'll be back Wednesday night. And you know how this story ends, don't you? He said, I'll, Johnny Yates, he said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take my wife to the doctor in the morning in Charlottesville, and I'll be here Wednesday, and I'm going to give my heart to God. How many knows his plan failed him? At a red light in Princeton, West Virginia. He went to meet God. It'll happen quicker than you think. That's how quick the coming of the Lord is. And if your husband is right and you're not right, and I'm going to tell you, you've got a pretty good argument for why you're living so worldly. But it ain't going to fly on that day. Oh, I wish somebody would help this preacher right here. Am I telling you right or what? I'm not here. I'm not trying to be hateful with you. I'm trying to get you to heaven. You say, but well, I don't know. Are you sure the Lord's coming? Just as sure as those stones were torn down in Jerusalem. Just like Jesus said, he's coming. Just like he said. Would you bow your heads with me? Anybody want to say anything? I want you to lift your hands and ask God to help me make a plea right here to somebody, would you? Would you raise your hand right here? Whew. Oh, give the Lord the praise for his compassion upon us. I would ask you to stand, but I, I want you to give me just a minute. Bow your heads with me, and I want to look this crowd over. I don't know if you could feel the love in my heart for you. Time is running out on us. It's running out on you. I could mention to you about the stuff that Jesus spoke, wonderful stuff that he talked about 
the, the, the sorrows, the beginning of sorrows and the birth pains and the, and the things that we see in the shadow of the tribulation period that's coming upon us. But I went to the most important part of it, I think, tonight. And that's where Jesus said, in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. I don't want to see you caught unaware. I want you to be ready. How many are ready in this house tonight? If you're ready, raise your hand. If you're not ready, these people would leave and you'd be behind. You say, well, I'll just get saved. Well, whatever it is holding you back tonight is going to be compounded when this church leaves. Your chances really get mighty slim. Oh, I'm not saying that God wouldn't hear you. But I'm saying this world's going to be full of deception, sorrow, death, and blood. Your chances are minute. But tonight, in this wonderful 84th camp in America, God bless America, you can get saved and live a life for God with the liberties of our blessed constitution that guarantees us our worship but if not you'll be left are you in this house tonight as they sing thank you all for singing as they play and sing and the church is praying if you're earnestly praying with me wave your hand at me right here now church is praying for you would you like to get ready come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden I'll give you rest I will in no wise cast you out I come not into the world to condemn the world but that the world might be saved that's why he came second time he comes he'll gather you in his arms if you're ready and the church say amen is there a sinner in the house just wave your hand at me right here and we'll go to pulling with you right here on my left is there one sinner one here that's not ready to go when the Lord comes is there one how about right here is there one know whether you're ready or not Yeah. 
some sinner friend with you. Come on here, let's make our calling and election sure tonight. Come on. Call me. 